everyone. Welcome back. I'm Lauren Soroka, and thanks for tuning in to our podcast. In today's episode, we're joined by two members of the Lumiere Pharmacy team. Bonnie Lai, Vice President of Pharmacy Solutions. As I got into research, I I came to understand that it takes a lot more than just new science, new technology to really make an impact for patients. And Erin Gavin, Director of Pharmaceutical Research. Um, you know, health systems all over the country were kind of asking the same questions of which drugs are going to get the right outcomes for my patients at the lowest cost. On the heels of the recent launch of Lumiere's Pharmacy Solutions, Bonnie and Erin chat with our own Scott Downing about why containing drug spend is such a struggle for health systems, how these challenges manifest themselves through inappropriate use and missed opportunities, and what it will take to simultaneously reduce costs and improve outcomes. They'll also share their stories on what drew them personally and professionally to Lumiere's mission and why they're so passionate about solving one of healthcare's biggest problems. Bonnie, Aaron, first of all, I'd like to say congratulations to both of you on the recent launch of Lumiere's Pharmacy Solutions. I know this was a lot of effort on behalf of you and your team and a lot of work went into getting us to the place where we are today. So let's spend a little bit of time talking about how exactly we got here. So, you know, we keep hearing that containing drug spend is really a struggle for health systems. We see the headlines all the time. Can we talk a little bit about why this is? This is quite a problem that hospitals and health systems are experiencing, and um, it's hard to cover all the reasons why drug spend has increased in just a brief podcast here. Uh, But there are a number of reasons, and some of the highlights are, you know, just that Uh, drug costs are increasing in general. There's, um, I don't need to belabor that point, there's plenty of data that's out there showing that already. One of the um, more recent reasons for this is the FDA's unapproved drugs initiative, uh, which was very well intentioned, but means that hospitals have to purchase new, expensive, branded versions of drugs that they were previously able to buy as much lower cost generics. Uh, We're also seeing a lot more therapeutic options in general, especially in some new categories. One example we've talked about a bit recently uh, at Lumiere is the immune checkpoint inhibitors. So this is a uh, category where there are now five different products with some subtle differentiation between them, uh, but it's hard to tell exactly which one should stand out and whether you should have one or all five of them. Great. So I know both of you, I can tell, are very passionate, really care a lot about this issue. What first drew you to these issues and decide to take on these challenges? Bonnie, maybe you want to start? Sure. Yeah, I started my career as a research scientist. So I have my PhD in biomedical engineering. I worked on HIV prevention for many years. It was a topic that I felt very passionate about. And when I started my career in scientific research, I really wanted to make new technologies that would make a difference for patients. But as I got into research, I came to understand that um, it takes a lot more than just new science, new technology to really make an impact for patients. So that's when I went into management consulting, and there I had the opportunity to really look, learn about the business side of healthcare and understand it from different angles. So I served clients who were providers as well as payers and pharmaceutical companies and medical device companies. And there I could see how sometimes drug companies would price innovative therapies at a very high cost Um, to health systems and patients and payers 
um, that was unsustainable for, for many um, to, to afford. So now that I'm at Lumiere, I get to employ both sides of my skill set in that I get to bring together the um, evidence and science behind how drugs should be ideally used uh, to help us address the issue of um, rising costs for healthcare as a whole. Erin, what about you? Well, I spent the majority of my career as a clinical pharmacy specialist, and I lived the struggle of drug costs every day and from two different angles. First was trying to be a good steward for the hospital and for the health system and uh, using um, drugs that were of a lower cost but could still get us the therapeutic results that we needed for the patients. And from the perspective of the emergency department, these were often cases where we would be starting therapies that would be continued for at least the first day or two of admission, if not for the whole thing, or we'd be starting therapies that were going to turn into discharge prescriptions. So I had to be really cognizant early on of what we were writing for the patients to make sure that they were going to be able to continue it in the long run. Particularly in the case of the discharge prescriptions, we know that the, uh, the drug that's never going to work is the drug that a patient can't afford to fill. So we had to make sure that any discharge prescription was going to be affordable enough for the patient to be able to continue taking it. And I did this for a number of years on a one-by-one, patient-by-patient you know, basis, and after a while discovered that this was something that I could be doing on a much larger scale. Um, you know, health systems all over the country were kind of asking the same questions of which drugs are going to get the right outcomes for my patients at the lowest cost. So um, that's what brought me over to Lemire was to think about uh, making this impact on a much larger scale. Right. So kind of like you said, you really have been there in the trenches. You really have lived the struggle on a day-to-day -day basis. Can we talk a little bit more about how these challenges, how rising drug costs really manifest within health systems? Sure, this is another case where I think that there are a few uh, different manifestations. So one case is just the overt inappropriate use. Um, essentially, a new drug comes onto market. It's very exciting. Um, you know, it's a new toy, and a lot of people want to play with it and see where it's going to fit into the scope of practice. And that's happening uh, with the high price tag that comes with that new drug. So there are just those cases where people maybe aren't thinking about um, you know, the money that they're spending in that sense, and we have an opportunity to just curb that use. But more often than not, I think there's missed opportunities, and um, it might be using some of these uh, more expensive drugs that don't result in better outcomes uh, just based on the limited amount of data that's available or just a concept. So those are good cases where um, you know, there's really an opportunity for intervention and for using the evidence and getting more evidence available to be sure that we're making the best treatment decisions. It is worth noting that not all spend is bad. We've certainly seen cases where some of the increased costs of a drug are certainly justified by improved outcomes, whether it's decreasing patient length of stay or the time on uh, ventilation or, or other uh, forms of healthcare. So maybe a drug could actually prevent downstream costs like readmission, uh, adverse events, et cetera. 
Great. So yeah, I think like you said, it really is a salient point that it, it's not just about cutting costs. The problem is much more multidimensional, multifaceted than that. So where do you start? How do you go about addressing it? I think the first thing you have to do is acknowledge what the objective is, just as you mentioned. It's not specifically about cutting drug costs. The goal is to reduce costs and maintain or increase the quality of care at the same time. And honestly, this can even come down to personnel. It's not always about uh, cutting FTEs to help uh, get, get the overall cost of care where you think it should be. It's not necessarily going to improve quality of care, so we need to think about it in both directions. So as you two are out in the industry, as you're talking to our clients here at Lumiere, um, what are you hearing in terms of why it's such a struggle for them to start to address this? I think that the good thing is that a lot of sites are trying. Um, you know, the promising thing is that as we're having these conversations, we're hearing from sites that are saying, hey, we know that this is a problem and we want to do better. We want to do more. We want to get our drug spend under control. Part of the problem right off the bat is that they don't have access to all the information that they need, um, whether it's you know the clinical research, the randomized controlled trials, you know having the time to dig into all of that, uh, but also even just understanding the real world clinical data when those randomized trials aren't enough, um, and then even just understanding their spend. You need to be looking at all of those and understanding all that information to start to find the opportunities that exist. And then once they do have that information, they don't necessarily have the resources to take action. Uh, Bonnie, I think that you've been hearing this even more than I have. One of the biggest complaints I hear from health systems is that they they feel their data is being held hostage by their electronic health record or EHR. Uh, many of the decision-making bodies at hospitals, whether they consist of pharmacists or physicians don't have the time or skills to do the analyses that they need to support decision making. It's often a very inefficient and manual process to collect and analyze the spend and utilization data. Another challenge that health systems run into is getting buy-in from their physicians to change their prescribing behavior. Um, physicians don't always keep up with the latest evidence and they might be influenced by biased marketing material from pharmaceutical companies. And given how busy doctors are, they don't often have the time to systematically understand data objectively or even their patients' own outcomes. I can imagine if you're a healthcare executive, if you're a pharmacy leader, this can really feel like a daunting challenge. And I think that kind of brings us to what we do here at Lumiere. Can we kind of talk about uh, the work that you two and your team have done um, in terms of outlining steps that healthcare leaders can take? I think the first point is, yes, having these conversations, you know, for health system leaders to acknowledge that this is an opportunity um, to really invest in the tools and, and the people needed to start to make these improvements and to reduce their drug spend and find uh, the opportunities for improving care while reducing costs. So from uh, my research team's point of view, we're looking at really digging into the evidence and synthesizing it into digestible uh, quantities of information so that it is more actionable rather than just this daunting uh, library of documents out in the ether. 
At Lumiere, we also take in health systems, drug spend, and utilization, and map it to that clinical evidence. And what we identify for our health system partners is opportunities for them to reduce drug spend and reduce clinical variation at the same time. Great. Again, thank you both for joining us today. It's really going to be interesting to see over the next few years how this all evolves and the role that Lumiere can play in helping address this, this big problem for the industry. And thank you both. Thank, thank you, Scott. That was Bonnie Lai, Lumiere's Vice President of Pharmacy Solutions, and Aaron Gavin, Lumiere's Director of Pharmaceutical Research. Thank you both for sharing all of your valuable insights. Want to hear more? Be sure to subscribe to our podcast channel on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.